This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now your host, Mr. Levi. Welcome back to Raspberry Lemonade. We have a very special guest today. I'm going to let her introduce herself, so take it away. Hi, I'm Christina Kim. I'm... Stop. Well, what do you do? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. We got to start all over. I don't think I can do this. Yeah, you can do this. It's already already happening. Uh, Your future self is looking at this right now. Wow. And they're very proud of you. Okay, hi, I'm Christina Kim. I'm a real estate broker. I'm with EXP Realty. I've been doing real estate for over 20 years. Um, that's one of the things I do. That's my main. I do other things, but that's my main. All right. How long have you been doing that for now? A very long time, like over 20 years. Okay. Yeah. It's safe to say you got uh, plenty of experience, a lot of good good and bad stories, I'm sure. Yeah, mostly good. Um I don't really remember the bad. Oh. I tapped into my subconscious mind. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I deleted them. I'm just As many of us do. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And how did you get into that industry or that world? Well, my major was totally different in college. It was interior design. Not interior decorating, but the space planning of like um, interior space. And I got a job as um, an interior designer's assistant. And it was totally, uh, I don't know, this was like not what I wanted to do. So after college, my parents said, it's time for you to move back home. And I was like, oh, shoot, (laughs) after all this freedom. So I just found a job um, as a receptionist at an escrow company. Mm -hmm. Ah, So that's how it happened. I didn't even know what escrow was. I just needed a job to sustain my expenses so I don't have to go back home. And I saw what these escrow officers were doing and making, and I was very curious. There's just people coming in and out of the office um, to sign a few things, and there was a lot of um, big amount checks going back and forth. I would be opening all this. I was like, wow, these people make a lot of money. What is escrow? What do they do? And it sparked my curiosity. So I started reading everything. I started asking a lot of questions. And I wanted to be an escrow officer. I was like, this looks so easy. (laughs) I could do a better job than any of them. That was my attitude. (laughs) That's a good mentality to have, actually. Yes. And then I got, that's where I started. Um, Ended up being an owner, operator, DOC approved manager, certified senior escrow officer, was involved with the LAS Grow Association for five years. Um, and that went on for like 16, 17 years. Okay. Yes. And then um, I was like, <clears throat> you know what? I'm tired of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want my own real estate company office. And so... Got the Keller Keller William franchise, and it was a big office. Had about 120 agents. Wow! But um, I think the timing. Yeah, shortly after uh, it was recession time. Oh no! Was this in 08 then? 
or like around yeah, the, those around. those years. Mm-hmm. And what was happening was all the money I was making in escrow was feeding the real estate office. Ah, yeah, that was not. No, it, so yeah, not not very sustainable. No, right? and I was the um, broker and um, uh, operating partner. And so, long story short, um, went into the entertainment business and um, did the Belasco Theater in downtown LA. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard of that place. I've never yeah. been. Yeah, is it nice? <laughs> yes, you can yeah. Google it. Yeah. um did that for about five six years and then the market was coming around and went back to real estate okay stayed in real estate ever since very cool Mm -hmm. that's that's quite the story we'll dive in a little deeper (laughs) (laughs) that's something we like to do here on the show i'm sorry you should have known i I I gave you a heads up (laughs) wow okay but all right so we know how you got your start and kind of the early days of what it was to be uh, an escrow officer. Mm-hmm. How was it, though, on those first few maybe months or even maybe years of actually running your own business? Because that's something that a lot of people, they fear jumping into starting their own business because they don't know what to do or they, they're scared of failure. In your case, what was it like? Um, in my case... Um it was it was different. Instead of going in step by step in order, um, you know, gaining the experience five, six, ten years, and then opening up um, an escrow company and gaining respect and all that, I skipped all that, and after three years, just set an escrow company up. So it was, you know, when I think about it now, it's all good, but back then, oh. Um, it was, it was scary. I lost sleep. Um, I kept on breaking down physically because I didn't know how to run, operate, or manage people. Mm -hmm. The hiring, the firing, um, everything about business. Remember, I was 23 years old. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know any of that, any of that. Um, and I realized managing people was a very very important skill that I didn't have. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so um invested all this money and I was constantly putting more money into it every month like 4,000, 7,000 and it was going on for like 6, 7 months and I was like what did I get myself into? This was I was I didn't know. It was just really scary. And so I was very, very determined. I hired escrow officers that was way overqualified, paid them a lot of money, and the deal was for them to train me and teach me and coach me to operate my business and my desk. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did that end up working out at all? Yes. Oh. So I basically hired a really um, good escrow officer, who also had her own company, um, and she was working for me now, and basically was getting paid a lot of money to help me run, manage, hire, fire. I had the title of an owner, but didn't know how to execute or the duties. Right. 
or anything of an owner. So it was very challenging because everyone that I hired, they once they kind of realized I didn't know anything, mm. um, you know, you, I think you have to really earn your respect. Yeah. I took a shortcut. I did everything backwards. Became an owner before I knew how to run and own or do anything about a business. Gotcha. But um, I learned everything the hard way, crying, headache, heartache. And in two years, yeah. Two years, people. You hear that? These things take time. Yeah, profitable. Very profitable. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's really good. And I beat my competitor uh, that took 20 years to build her big escrow company. I did it in five. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So through pain comes success, right? Yeah, but it, was, it was a <laughs> lot of pain, fear, um, <coughs> doubt. Okay. Yeah. Felt very alone. Like the world was against me. Um, nobody really wanted to help me, teach me. They're like, who's this new girl on the block asking us for business? She just popped out of nowhere. She thinks she can just put escrow officer on a business card and walk into our office and we're going to give her business. Wow. Yeah. And I would hear like comments like oh, um, donuts again. You know, just the hey, what's wrong with donuts? I know. It's just I like, like donuts. the rejection yeah. of because nobody knew I was an escrow officer and owner. And I had to go out there and hustle and make it known. So some of the offices I went into was very welcoming. Oh, who's this little young girl? Yeah. You know, where does she pop out of? Um, and some people were just mean, mm -hmm. very mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess that you still see a lot of that, you know, you kind of get some who at least see the effort. Yeah. And then there's others that just want to put you down, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, wow. You're bringing back a lot of memories. Oh, I'm, I, hope I forgot about all this stuff. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if we cry on this episode specifically, but uh, I will I will give you like a tissue or my <laughs> or my other shirt that I ha that I'm not using right now. <laughs> but um, no, thank you. I also forgot to thank you at the beginning of the the show for coming on. You're one of the first few uh, lady guests. Really? Yeah. We, uh, I don't know if maybe I'm just not reaching out to enough. Like, uh, <laughs> Are you I, shy? I, I'm not, <laughs> but few actually, I don't know. Maybe some people think it's like not even a real thing. Like I'm just trying to like <laughs> go on a date or something. I'm married by the way, oh, just in case okay. you know, anyone out there is, is wondering. So this is for the show, <laughs> but, um, okay, great. Let's, uh, go ahead and now dive okay. in deeper. Like I said, <gasps> Oh. We like to know, <laughs> yeah, we like to get to know our guests on this show. Wow, okay. So we like to ask them about, you know, their upbringing, maybe, uh, uh, you know, their background, their culture, et cetera, whatever the guest is comfortable with sharing. Mm -hmm. um, so in your case, how do you feel maybe your identity of who, who you are uh, whether that started as a child or maybe later on in life, how, what's a story that maybe correlates to a trait, personality trait that you have still to this day? Well, let's see. My, I grew up in a Christian family. 
I was born and raised. So automatically default my identity, I, I it was embedded in me that it comes from um, like Christ, Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. And um, I'm the child of the Most High God. I'm special. I'm so loved. And um, I was brought up in that Christian home environment. Um, so it was just automatic default. I grew up in church, um, know the Bible very well. I'll just tell you the story. And yeah, then please do. In junior high, um, you know, we my parents would send us to a lot of church camp and retreats, and they showed us this movie called um, what was it called? The End Times, I've or, never or heard something of that. like that. It was about rapture and totally freaked me out. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Or Left Behind with Kirk Cameron. And it totally freaked me out. And I was like, I started believing in God at that age because I didn't want to be left behind mm -hmm. or go to hell. <laughs> gotcha. Sounds now, like it was more fear-based than anything. Yeah, yeah. In junior <laughs> high, it was like my eyes like, whoa. Um, and then in high school... Um, you know, I wanted to party and go out and not have that subconscious like, oh, this is so bad. This is a sin that, you know, mm -hmm. um, God's watching. And um, I just wanted to, like, forget about all that so I could have fun and party. But I would get a call, a, a, a page from my mom saying, hey, it's Saturday midnight. It's God's time Sunday. It's just once a week. And I'd be like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is so lame. <laughs> please stop you know? hey you had midnight my curfew was 10 o'clock until almost the day i got married so what yeah no that's no, a story no. for another time though. okay okay no so i would not listen to her i would come home like two three and she'd be outside of the house waiting for me and it looked like a bat and i'd be like oh my god and um like, Ooh, i'm gonna get it <laughs> yeah and so that was my college years and at that point i just wanted to be free and so I became like a prodigal daughter because mm. I, I, I felt like um, God is so big and he's he's this God, like glorious God. And I'm such a sinner and I wanted to keep doing what I wanted to do mm -hmm. without that guilty conscience. And yeah. then I started getting annoyed because my mom would be like, oh, I'm praying for you. You're God's child. You can only go so far. And I'm like, oh, please, just <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but surely um you know when i'm rushing and driving home i would get a speeding ticket mm. um so many that um my license is about to get suspended um just things like that that prevented me from going more into like the party or the world right you know right. and i didn't get it but anyways um that that was a, that was several several years and then after opening the escrow company and getting my broker's license and doing all that. And through that hardship, guess what happened? What happened? I was like, who am I? <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. It all kind of so that, uh -huh. Yeah, so that circle. identity that was built um, up by my parents for me, I questioned all of it. You know? Mm -hmm. When things are hard, you kind of question yourself. Like, what am I doing? Who am I? You know? Uh, what is my purpose in life? Just all of that started kicking in because I was so sad. I felt so alone. I was so scared. And, um, yeah, I had a big encounter. 
I was like, God, I need to know you're real. Because I'm praying, please help me, please help me, <laughs> right? That's all, that's all I would do. Oh my God, please help me. Oh, just help me, get me, you know? Um, and I kind of got sick and tired of myself. It's like more religious. And I really questioned, gosh, is there really a God? You know? Mm-hmm. And that kind of scared me too. Mm. So I can't, so it was an identity crisis. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, like, is there, are you real? You know, all my life I've been singing praise songs, reading the Bible, I love you, doing this and that. But um, honestly, I don't know if he's real. That was kind of scary. And um, who I was praying to all this time or what my purpose in life is and and just all that stuff kicked in at the same time, <laughs> like everything in my life. And um, I had this crazy, crazy, crazy encounter. It's, this is deep. This yeah. is very deep. I've only shared it with a few people. Um, my mom said, hey, why don't you come on out to this church? He, um, he used to be a criminal lawyer and became a pastor. And you guys are similar age. And um, yeah, I think you guys will really connect. Because I wasn't really going to church at that time. So I said, okay, I went there Friday night. And it was worship. The lights were dim. And for some reason, I I don't know why, but I just started crying. Like, just weeping and crying. I don't know why. Like, nonstop. I, I don't know. It was just... And then it was just really weird. And then the following week, I went back again. Sat in the back. I felt comfortable because nobody knew me. I didn't know anybody. Mm. Again! <laughs> I just started, like, like, crying. Like, nonstop. I thought something was wrong with me. And then I went back again. And they said, anyone that needs prayer, come up. And during that time, for three weeks, I was just praying to praying, saying, God, I'm so sorry. I just need to know you're real. You know, I've been such a hypocrite. I'm scared. But, you know, you need to, like, part the Red Sea or do something, like, miraculous for in order for me to believe. Yeah. And that was my only thing for the past three weeks. And I went up because I was kind of desperate. And someone came up to me. I don't know who it was till this day. But hugged me. Mm. I was in the front row. Hugged me. And she said, "Um, I'm here. I'm real. And I know what you've been praying for. And I've been waiting. And you're the apple of my eye. And she kept on repeating that over and over and over. And I just felt warm and fuzzy. And I, I, w- I was just crying. Yeah, It was what, exactly what you needed to hear. Yeah. She just kept repeating it over and over and over and over. Wow. Yeah. So that was that's very personal. And, um, I, and I, I was really thankful. And I knew that God was real. I was just blown away. That encounter changed my life. And so I know it's kind of a long story of the identity, where it comes from. But I had that encounter, and it just solidified um, all those years of what was embedded in me through my parents. Mm -hmm. I had to 
encounter it for myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. <laughs> that, I told you that was deep. That was deep. Oh. We're only getting deeper, people. No, no. no. <laughs> no. It, it'll start to go on the lighter side from here on out. Okay. Thank good. you so much for sharing that story. You're welcome. And, and I'm sure it'll it'll help some people out there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but yeah, kind of moving on to now the business side of things. Yeah. Because <laughs> we like to get personal, but we also are here to talk about business, right? Yeah. So, how would you say you've kind of uh, managed or I don't know what's the I don't know if that I don't know if manage is the correct word here. I want to say maybe navigated. One of the yeah one of one of the more sour moments when it came to business. When it came to business, I think most my sour moments were um, in my earlier years, building and learning. Is there a specific story that sticks out? Maybe. Um. Ooh, that that's good. That sounds like it's gonna be a good one right there. Oh no, no. <laughs> There's a few, but involves people, so I can't really. You talk don't have about to say. It, you don't have to, you know, um, name them. Could call them like Jack and Jill or something. I don't know. Well, you. Okay, you want to know a sour moment, yeah. or a situation, or whatever. Whatever that means to you. We, we like to cover the sweet and sour on the show because in business, you will definitely get both. Okay, well, yeah. business and marriage, I think, are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> very similar. I already talked about my earlier years, like the building, the hardship, all of that. But later on... Um, Sounds like maybe there was a partnership that was broken. <gasps> How did you know? I don't know. I just, yes. If it came to me. <laughs> yeah i think partnership who you partner up with mm. is very important um it could go both ways it can go both ways um yeah you really have to i don't know i think i think partnership mm -hmm. seriously can go both ways it could you guys can complement each other and really cover um Areas that you lack in, uh, but at the same time, if you're not, it can backfire. So it'll it's literally a make or break situation. Pretty much. So I had two breaks, and oh, I realized, no. gosh, I don't need partners. You know, I <laughs> I got into partnership because I thought it would be easier and it would lighten my load. But actually, I ended up taking most of the load, oh, and no. um. I realized, gosh, I don't even, I don't need partners. It's so much better. I can move faster. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you have to go with the team, right? right? So there was a time where I severed and disassociated uh, myself with a few partners in my different businesses. And I went alone and I went fast. Yeah. But I was immersed in and just relentless in it. Um and did pretty pretty well. And it came to a point where I, I just, it kind of ran on its own. And I'm like, um, well, you know what? I kind of 
met someone um, that had similar qualities, and we partnered up on flips, investments, Airbnbs, and it started to grow. It was just effortless. Mm. So effortless. Um, and it's, it's like the most perfect partnership that I have right now. You want to shout them out? <laughs> no, it's private. Oh. Well, you know who you are out there. Yeah, yeah. And um, started building. Yeah. And just effortless, you know? That's wonderful. Effortless. Um, merciful, graceful, peace. Um, no one's a liability to, to each other. And that part of my business just grew. So, yeah, so literally having a good partner is yes, going to make the difference. Yes. But, you know, I had to go through a couple of bad ones. Right. So kind of like dating, pretty much. Right? Uh, yeah, but not <laughs> 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 I didn't date that much. And <laughs> uh, okay, we'll have to have that conversation another time. But Yeah, all right. but when you meet that one, it, it's it's really good. It just grows. You can sleep at night. Um, it's just a really exciting feeling. Um, and just that continuous building of your side <laughs> empire, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I didn't think um, for a while I would ever want to be in a partnership. But when you do meet that right you know, person, that you just start to build and build fast. So, aside from me selling real estate, um, I realized, gosh, I want to build wealth. What I'm doing creates a very great lifestyle for me. But what's my out? What's my retirement? And what mm. if I get sick? My commission stops, right? So, I started thinking, how am I going to build wealth? And whatever you think and you manifest, it starts to happen, and opportunities and doors and people started. I started to see all of that. And I started to connect and started to build. And so that's why I got into um, investing, flips, um, you know, buy and hold, Airbnbs, like all of that the last few years aggressively and accomplished my goal. And now I'm like, okay, what's next? Nice. Yeah. Always got to keep looking for that next thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Forever till you die. Exactly. Or hopefully not, but, you know. <laughs> but all right. What would you say then, going on the opposite side, because we touched a little bit on the sour, you know, stories, even in the beginning of the business and specific situations where it wasn't very ideal, didn't feel very great, right? But what's been an opposite of that, a sweet story where you're like, you're on top of the world type of situation or moment or... Well, I have those moments throughout the day. Oh, that's wonderful. Throughout the day. And I've learned to um, get rid of the sour moments quick. Um, but I think the overall, what is that called? Sour and then the good stuff? The sweet. The sweet is having peace. Mm. Having peace in your life. Um, you know, the peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. The anxiety, the panic, um, 
you know, it's easy to get depressed, especially in our industry. So easy. You know, it's people business. It's it's just, um, it could be sometimes volatile. But at this stage in my life, just to have peace no matter what happens, you know, you can sleep through the storm knowing that it's going to be, it's going to work out. And I think the experience, too, from going through so much, you know, all kinds of stuff from just a lot of stuff um, builds mental strength and also um, emotional strength, uh, just confidence, knowing how to solve the problem, that everything, that there's a solution to everything. And over the years, um, I just built that um, muscle up mm. and also the spiritual muscle where now it's like you have peace no matter what. There's something bad or hard or whatever. Bring it on. Yeah. You know, what haven't I overcome through, um, you know, everything. Yeah, exactly. So I think so peace, having peace no matter what the circumstances are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I think we could uh, all have a little more peace in our lives. Right. right? So. Yeah, you can live. You can live longer. Yeah, exactly. It's good Healthy. for your health. Yeah, every day your body's creating cancer cells. Yeah. Right? Well, you can counter that by having peace and happiness mm-hmm. and, and gratitude. So it's like a constant thing that um, I've been working on and trained myself. That's great. Yeah. Everyone out there, take some pointers here from Christina. I know I am. We've come to the end of the show or almost almost the end of the show almost yeah time goes by fast when you're having fun right um we like to end the show on a high note oh (laughs) don't ask me about the song on a musical high note yep if you had to choose your current live soundtrack what song would that be what comes to mind maybe an artist maybe a specific song okay artist Okay, we could do I don't do remember artists. specific songs or titles, but um, Dante Bo. Do you okay. know who he is? No idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't know who that is. Maybe yeah. I've heard their stuff, though. Would, okay. Is there any song, like maybe a lyric that comes to mind and why you ch- you choose this guy? Is it um, a guy? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, he sings a lot of worship songs. Okay. And um, some of the lyrics are kind of like the thing my prayer mm. so you're just singing like I your see. prayer worship along gotcha. with so it's very very positive yeah yeah okay yeah. very nice yeah so lately i've been listening to dante bow a lot All right. Mm-hmm. right on okay now we've officially hit the end of the show thank you christina for coming on taking the time uh, you said you mentioned off air that this was your first show, right? Your first podcast. Yes. How do you feel after? Uh, relieved. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Would you do it again? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there you go. If anybody wants to get her on their show, where can people find you on social media? Instagram, Broker Christina. Okay, that's it. Plain and simple. Is that it? Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook? Yeah, I have all of that. Yeah? <laughs> but Instagram is like um, where I'm at most of the time. Most of the time. That's where you can find her, keep up with her. 
uh, DM her, comment positive things. What else? Um, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for having me. Of course. No, thank you again for coming on. This has been another episode of Raspberry Lemonade signing off. We ask that you please continue to support the show as you've been doing so far. Like, comment, share, subscribe. I don't know if you're watching this, if you're listening. So just continue to support the show. Share it with anyone who you think will benefit from it. And we'll see you on the next one. Have a beautiful day. By the way, huge congratulations to Alondra Ramirez, your last week's giveaway winner. I'll be reaching out to you soon. This has been a Red Bird Studio Productions. Hope you've enjoyed the program.